I am Craig Conley and you're listening to the District Conversations podcast. On this week's show, I'm joined by Conor McGregor's notorious documentary maker, Gavin Fitzgerald. But before that, I want to point you in the direction of our physical magazine, District Issue 3, Passion, Sex and Love. It's available now for the mere price of 10 European euros and features interviews with Hodgy, Wiki, Lapalux, Jay Huss, New Jackson, Horror, Lunas, Kojak as well as features on polyamory, self-love, and normalising nudity. It's available now from our Shopify. Enjoy the show. This is the District Conversations podcast. I am delighted to be joined by Gavin Fitzgerald, a filmmaker whose latest work is Notorious, which will be hitting screens on the 1st of November. 1st of November is the premiere, and then... uh, well, actually, everyone can go see it on the 1st of November. Uh, the camp, there's only very limited tickets went on sale for the premiere itself. But it will be screened across uh, multiple screens in Dublin, uh, across Ireland and the UK, which will be live streaming the chat with Conor McGregor as well. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And then after that, it's on general release from 2nd of November. And I, I hosted a Q&A with you, I think it was 10 weeks ago, uh, for the premiere of The Truth About Irish Hip Hop. And to be honest, I wasn't aware that this was on the horizon and... I, how has the last few weeks been? Has it since since that premiere to now? What's going to be the next premiere? Uh, yeah, it's been uh, well. Actually, when I was talking to you at the uh, Sugar Club, I'd just come back from uh, the Mayweather camp, uh, so I flew in from Vegas and I went out the next day. <laughs> but I wanted to be there for the hip hop <laughs> documentary thing of the night, which I arranged. So, uh, so it was pretty surreal, kind of coming in and out. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been busy. Um, we had to kind of finish the film and you know rework some of that story in. Uh, one of the complications of making a film about such a big star, uh, Connor, is that he he's continuously uh, making headlines and, and and fighting and actively uh, his story continues. So um, that was one of the challenges in in making this film. And I suppose we go back to the start and where. Um where where did your relationship with Connor start? How long how long have you known Connor? Uh, so I suppose we got into it back in two thousand and twelve. Um, my a friend of mine runs SevereMMA.com, uh, which was the only website covering mixed martial arts back then. Uh, so we went up to SBG in the Longwell Road, uh, which is a lot of a sweatier kind of dingier uh, hole than it is now, and uh, there were a bunch of men. Uh, and women, mostly men, together in a room, uh, training in this sport, which I knew nothing of, really. Uh, so we started covering them, uh, covering some of their fights. Uh, they were fighting in lower promotions like Cage Warriors and Cage Contender and these kind of things. So, I mean, we, we found it really interesting. So we, uh, we did a documentary on two of his teammates, which were uh, Owen Roddy and Paddy Houlihan. And Connor saw that and really liked it, and we started talking to Connor through that. Uh, he was kind of maybe wondering why aren't you doing a documentary about me <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah we just uh, we just started uh, we, we did an interview with him uh, coming up to one of his fights and immediately he's just so captivating even when he wasn't essentially unknown um, you know he was, he was big on a, on a small scene but just something about him that just makes you want to listen to him makes you believe what, he, what he's saying and just for the, just to give a, a bit of perspective for, for listeners, like five years ago, Conor McGregor was nowhere near a, a household name. MMA wasn't, uh, UFC, they weren't household names at all. Did did you have a sense, you mentioned there that you were so captivating, did you have a sense that there was something special about, about this guy in the way he approached you and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, he was just different because we talked to a few fighters already 
and there was something about him which you know he was talking about uh about gorillas on the Na- on national geographic and watching them and talking about their movement and all this kind of stuff and it was <laughs> it was it was it was kind of unique perspective on it and uh uh you know it really was the the art side of of martial arts so he's a really smart guy um and and he'd just be like you know i'm gonna beat that guy and that guy again the ufc doing this and that and you're kind of like yeah, oh yeah but hold on you haven't beaten this guy first you know what i mean so he he, he just he just has so much self-belief and it makes you believe in him so so we were like yeah let's let's just start filming this guy so we we got in at a time before he's in the ufc uh so we have some of that you know unique footage uh and connor just kind of stayed loyal to us and and um, we continued the story and so you you met him in 2012 when when did the shooting and stuff when did that start in earnest uh do you have the timeline for the actual when it began yeah well we, it started when he was uh in the lead up to his um cage warriors fight against ivan butchinger so he knocked the guy out in the second round it was uh and pretty much from there then you know the, it started kind of it started the, you know the, the the stir of people saying oh, i need to get in the ufc and then he did an, an interview with ariel awani and then you know uh, joe rogan uh said he should be in there and before you knew it he was he was in there in his first fight so we got in there just at, at, at that period and when you when you got in there was there a milestone that that yourself as a filmmaker or that connor wanted to to reach or was it just a, a case of let's just keep going with this uh from a from a filming perspective, I suppose he just honestly, I think he liked the idea of having a documentary crew around. You know, like <laughs> yeah, Dana White said that he like the guy turns up, he's had one fight in the UFC and brings a crew with him. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he, he, he's that kind of guy. Um, but um, yeah, you know, Connor always sets the goal like two steps ahead to what you're thinking. So he was there thinking Aldo first fight in the UFC, you know, and you're kind of like, hold on, hold on a second. Like you, yeah, you yeah. can't just beat the, the guy who's unbeaten for 10 years you, you can't get to t- you don't get to talk about him yet yeah. but nobody else did that but he did and he started calling these guys out and then he and then he and then he had them afraid as he was just <laughs> climbing that division and then before you knew it like he was the favorite going in against aldo it was crazy and you mentioned that um that one fight and he had a crew with him and, and obviously the, the publicity and the hype around connor became it, it reached fever pitch four years ago maybe three years ago it got to, it got to that stage for for an irish fighter anyway um how difficult was it to to film someone that's in the public eye as much as Connor is? Was there any difficult aspects of it in trying to capture stuff that people haven't already seen? Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think the the more famous he got, the more difficult it was to to get the unique aspect. Um, you know, bits of everyone have phones out everywhere, and the there'd be embedded UFC embedded and Mac Life and, and other crews kind of putting stuff online. So. So we had to, you know, even if there were other cameras there, we had to try to capture a kind of fresh perspective of it. Uh, and but you know, the film, I mean, it, it is all uh, almost all uh, unique footage, you know, um, you know, bar the fights which you've seen, but they're they're cut in such a way which which tells tells a story, uh, which is which is great to you know, it it, it was great um, it's great to be creative in that space, you know, to get to get the footage and just to kind of go through all the angles and see the emotion and, and cut to this family watching and everything and it, it just makes it feel much more heightened and you speak about the, the family and that sort of element do, do you feel that there's a side to Connor that people mightn't have seen before in the documentary is there an ass is there a side to him that, that people w- w- wouldn't have been aware of yeah well I, I think w- what we tried to focus on was uh, not so much the kind of bravado in the in the press conferences uh, or 
um, you know, the what you see a lot on Fight Week, you know, more more so his human side, you know, like what's he really like off camera, and and when we were around so much that you know he was really being himself, you know, that <laughs> like they'd be like, okay, all the crew's out, but we'd still be there, you know. Mm. So so you do get to see um, a more human side of him, I think, and uh, we we explore his his relationship with uh, with D, um, his girlfriend who who's been with him since they they were like teenagers so so you know their their bond and their relationship is important as well in um uh, in the film and how was um how was Dee with the whole recording process um she she was she was great she's like really open and so was his family they're so open you know we actually really couldn't have done that at all without them <laughs> there was there was nobody who was awkward they're all they're all just kind of i think we fit in well but um yeah i mean it was almost you almost felt that sometimes we shouldn't be recording this but connor kind of knew that everything you shouldn't be recording you know that's the kind of stuff you want to see you yeah know? yeah and he, he, he understood that. that he understood yeah. that and and he you know there, there was a, it it needed to have a two-way trust element and he, he trusted us because we we've been we've been doing it for so long so um so i think that's what gives the the great access uh, there was there's numerous high points over the course of, of his journey and it was incredibly rapid um was there a particular low point? Was there ever a point where you say, this mightn't see the light of day, you know, after maybe the Diaz defeat or so, or was it a case it was like, no, we go again, we keep going with this, this is going to, this story needs to be told? Um, yeah, I suppose, like, it, it wasn't an easy project to to finish or to get over the line. Um, very, very, you know, a lot of moving parts. You're, you're dealing with, the, you know, uh, the UFC and... and uh, Universal and and uh, and Connor and his management. There's a lot, there's a lot of people involved, but but everyone was really supportive. Uh, I I think uh, we always knew it was going to be made eventually. It was just a matter of the timing. Um, but you know, uh, the, when he lost to to Nate Diaz, for example, I mean, I, I think that brought out the best of him. Uh, you know, those low points. It, it, it's you know, it can't be all highs. You want you want to see the lows as well. So so that's a big focus in the film is how he comes back from defeat. And I, th- I think you see the most humble side of him then. So over the course of filming, um, what was the most surreal moment? What was the was there a moment where you're going, how have I ended up in this situation? The, the yeah, you get you get kind of used to the madness. <laughs> so there's like several several moments where I'm, I, I probably can't even recount them all but one comes to mind where uh, just recently in the when I was over filming the Mayweather fight on the walkout Connor Connor was walking out and uh, uh, the cameras are on him and it's kind of like you know 30 seconds to go 20 seconds to go and Chris Eubank turns up and uh, he's like Connor <laughs> Connor Connor can I just have five seconds of your time and Connor's like you're alright mate you're alright <laughs> I'm about to fight like <laughs> Chris Connor Connor and he's just like no no they had to be taken away <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Chris Eubank was, was a funny character, and then I went out and I was I was kind of scrambling for a, a seat to watch the fight. We weren't actually allowed to film in the arena, and uh, I was just I just I just barged my way in ringside uh, watching the fight, and I turned to my right and realised I was sitting next to. Uh, Thor, God of Thunder, uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth, and uh, yeah, then he was. I was talking to him most of the fight, and that was kind of surreal as well. I was like, oh, there he is. Yeah, talking to uh, another muscle-bound, like heavyweight uh, potential. Exactly. Yeah. And is there anything that uh, I just wanted to, to know, like exactly, oh, if you've a rough estimate, how, like how many hours of filming do you reckon went into the whole process? Oh God, um, I mean. 
yeah you know like when you're there you're kind of you're kind of multitasking a lot because like you're the cameras there so so connor would be like you record these rounds for me or whatever so we're recording like rounds upon rounds and um you know two sessions a day and stuff like that so i i, I can't count it but we, we we pretty much if there's a moment we we captured it pretty much in, in across the board like no matter what and obviously that's not going to fit into a, a 90 minute documentary so was there anything that that you left out that you say god that was pretty incredible as well yeah you know that the, there's plenty of stuff uh that we we had to we had to cut we had to be very tight and um but you know we just we just we just wanted to focus on um uh i suppose in the moments that just drove the story forward uh kept it moving and um yeah you just can't get caught up on the little things like even for example he um I, do you remember a while ago uh, connor put out the tweet about retiring uh which he didn't and you know mm. so stuff like that which like he said he's gonna retire and he didn't you know that nothing really happened there yeah do you know what i mean so the, the, even though it was big at the time and fans are screaming you know fans are always gonna be screaming for it to include this this and yeah and that. it's just but we, we have to choose a film that's gonna last longer than you know what's hot this month do you know what i mean so, so that that was one of the challenges and and kind of uh choosing what what was most important to cover and and, and you know we focus in on one moment um which I th- which I think was just a key moment in his career was in the Nate Diaz fight, the second fight. Um, it's in the the second and third round that the it starts to sway towards Nate, and in third round he's kind of he's essentially losing the fight, and um, for him to just kind of come back from that to win it, I think it was just such a huge moment. If he had lost to Nate, then that would have been lost two in a row, it would have been really bad for his career, you know. Mm. So that was that was a key moment we 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 focus on, and the narrative of the whole story would have changed the whole story arc. Of, he probably um, wouldn't have fought Floyd if you know that probably wouldn't have happened if, if he had lost that. So so that was a, just a huge moment for him, and it really shows how he can dig deep against a bigger guy and people question his cardio and this that and the other. But that that was that was really like a testament of of, of his uh, ability. I think um, the most fascinating element I think about all of, of Conor McGregor is that I suppose when fighters start off they fight because they want to win they want to fight they want to, to compete um, but over the last two years or so there's been a, a change where Conor isn't just a fighter he's a, a businessman he's trying to build an empire he's got a, a clothing brand he's got you know his own whiskey and stuff like that was there ever a, could you pinpoint a time over the course of filming where you thought that this is so much bigger than just filming a fighter. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think if you look at even uh, Connor's first press conference in 2013, he's up there wearing a suit that I remember buying with him. <laughs> it was in a, it was in a Zara or somewhere like that, you know. And, and day one, he had no money, but he went and bought a little suit, uh, put it on in the press conference, and kind of outdressed the rest of them all in their scrappy looking tracksuits. If you look at a press conference now. They're all wearing tailor-made suits, you know. He set the trend. He set the trend. He's changed the game, and they all have to adapt. And it's all money, money, money now. So, yeah, I mean, he's 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 changed everything. And what what with the actual documentary itself, what's the thing that fills you with the most pride about it actually coming to release date now? Um, yeah, I suppose it's, I just I just the um the crew was working with and stuff. You know, that there were times where um you know it was it was difficult and and and. Uh, it took a lot of work basically so um yeah i'm just really happy that we we managed to, to make the film uh you know and andrew hearn uh who who edited uh put in so many hours and we we're all we we're all working crazy hours uh, uh finishing the the project 
Um, I, I don't want to name them all in case I forget anyone, but everybody who worked on the crew um, just put in an amazing job. So I'm just really glad that we get to have a night in the premiere and then it's great to see all the promotion and posters around it now and stuff like that. And with the idea that uh, there's a limited release initially in the UK and Ireland before it goes over to the States and, and Canada and then uh, then Australia and New Zealand, was that sort of uh, to give something back to the fans in the UK and Ireland that have supported since day one? Uh, yeah, well, I suppose, I guess it's just Connor wanted to do the premiere in Dublin. So when when uh, uh, it, it's plays here first and, you know, we're used to kind of getting stuff from America, from America, then us, then the rest of the world. So mm. it's great to kind of reverse that. Uh, so we'll be UK and Ireland will be the first people to see it. And then then there'll be um, uh, screenings across uh, the US and then to other regions and it's, it's going to go everywhere i hope i hope to see it in, in china and, and and all sorts of random places and so, sorry yeah absolutely <laughs> and just to sort of finish up what are your hopes now that it is it, it's there it's ready for the for the world to see what are your hopes and and sort of expectations for the actual for the documentary itself yeah i suppose i just i just love for i'd love it to reach an audience that that that, that isn't you know a hardcore Connor fan even you know someone who maybe hasn't heard of him or someone who maybe didn't like him and then they 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 go all right sure I'll, I'll go with my boyfriend to see the thing and they end up coming out and going Jesus I actually I actually get him now yeah yeah you know because so I suppose like because there's so much like Connor just take at least my Facebook feed is Connor McGregor you know it's <laughs> yeah. everywhere so I, I'd love for just to reach a new audience that would, that would be uh, my aim and the premiere is the first of November and in dublin yeah so it's uh it's in the savoy cinema and um we're hearing all sorts of rumors of celebs coming etc i'd imagine so yeah <laughs> i imagine it's gonna be a hot uh, ticket you know but uh you can't you can't can't confirm these celebrities you know that they'll, they'll confirm in the day um but um yeah there's going to be a, an event around it and um as i say so that 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 interview that will be recorded with Connor will be live streamed across all the other screens in the UK and Ireland so everybody can kind of feel like they're at the premiere mm -hmm. even if you can't get tickets to it and we're probably expecting seeing as the Notorious is in town there'll probably be a good crowd to welcome him at the Savoy Cinema on, on the first absolutely and for those that, that can't make it to the Savoy um, you can buy tickets from conormcgregorfilm.com for either Wednesday the first or Thursday the second and it's on pretty much every major cinema in Ireland yeah, uh, we're we're going out to it's looking like five hundred screens now and stuff. So so it's gonna be it's gonna be everywhere. So you can't avoid it. You have to buy tickets and go. Gavin Fitzgerald, thank you very much. Thanks, man, Craig.